0: Welcome to the Sports Betting Preview Podcast from Pregame.com. Pregame.com. Broadcasting straight from the Las Vegas Strip.
1: Vegas, baby.
0: With your host, R.J. Bell. I saw him on ESPN.
1: Can I call Marco Daddy?
0: VR seems wild. Welcome to the Sports Betting Preview Show, a Pregame.com podcast. This is your host, Marco D'Angelo, along with Vegas Runner. We're coming to you this week from the new studios. We've moved offices here at Pregame, got a new studio for us. Uh, Let's just keep picking winners. Absolutely. It's it's conference tournament time. This is segment one. Uh, We're going to preview two games, but we're also going to have conference tournament we're going to preview different angles and stuff. So let's get to today's segment, North Carolina at Georgia Tech. VR, give us the lines as you do.
1: Okay, this one's already out. It opened up at 3.5, 143 and, a half, and that's where it stayed. Although I, I did hear that the total actually opened up higher at a book or two but i mean it, it got blasted on the right
0: away so it looks
1: like the, the market's staying at three and a half, one forty-three and a
0: half. 143 and well first thing that you look at when you look at this game right away and you know and i'm trying to you know look at it and think about it <laughs> think about this for a second north carolina is the defending national champion north carolina
1: when you Storied, say, yeah.
0: yeah when you I mean, say basketball North Carolina Duke UCLA this team Basically, has to run the table in this tournament. It's the only way they're getting in, and to get into the get into it. Yeah, or else slight possibility if they get to the championship game, maybe. I,
1: but if they have, but because I think college basketball, there is a selection committee. I agree with you. If they get to the championship games, someone could get slighted.
0: But as it looks, just on their path, right now they're yeah in. That's, you know, for the defending national champion. Yeah, well, whatever happened, I mean, we
1: always hear about this kind of team, this, this kind of institution doesn't, you know, rebuild, they reload. Right. I would think North Carolina falls under that category, correct? You know, they don't have to rebuild. They're just able to reload. They get McDonald's nothing but McDonald's All-Americans. And this team that they have right now is loaded with McDonald's All-Americans. I just think they're too young, Marco, I think. And hopefully these guys don't jump and go pro. And because this could be a team in the making, I mean, they they do get the cream of the crop, so they do have some talent on the court.
0: No question. Uh, looking at the game from a handicapping standpoint, and this is going to actually be your free yes, pick, sir. so um, we'll give you uh, you know your say here. But you know, looking at North Carolina, you know, anytime it, I found in handicapping, and I don't know how you view it, but anytime you're looking at a, a team that has been good for so long it's when you read the lines and you look at the logs and you're trying to handicap the game, Vegas is always slow to make adjustments on the good teams because they know the public is still going to bet them. North Carolina got a lot of play this year.
1: Every book I spoke to got North Carolina action, especially when they were... I, both I mean when they were favorites or dogs, but people were betting North Carolina, and it didn't do them any good. They went ten and nineteen against the number, but you're absolutely right, and I agree with you one hundred percent when you have a name like they do, you know people are just used to betting them they're used to cashing with them they're used to have seeing a good team out there, so they're going to get plenty of betting action, and they right. did this year. And,
0: and Vegas knows, they know that, and Vegas knows that they don't have to be as sharp as they need to be on that line, because the public money is going to outweigh the sharp money Yeah, uh, all Especially the time. In com- yeah, yeah. And, and marquee games for sure, for sure. And Don, the flip side here, uh, looking at the Georgia Tech team, here's a team with 19 wins. They are definitely what you call a bubble team. Yeah, yeah, only 7-9 okay. and nine in conference. Yeah, no, I think the ACC is the toughest conference.
1: Conference. People disagree with me a lot. I'm gonna,
0: I, yeah, I'm going to disagree. Uh, but
1: I, I, I think they're very top heavy and. This 7-9 and nine record in conference, I would agree with you 100%. They're a bubble team. they got to win tomorrow, that's for sure.
0: I think they need at least two wins yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. to, to secure agree, yeah. their
0: way in. And, it, and it's going to depend on what happens with the automatic bids. If there's a couple upsets yeah, where yeah. one of the teams that should have gotten a bid As gets long upset, as teams
1: like Sienna, Butler, keep Grabbing those, you know, winning their championships. The Them teams does,
0: like they, this
1: have a chance. It leaves, uh, it yeah. leaves
0: the at-large bids out there. Um, the other story, and in, in, you know, we're going to talk about this stuff in, you know, in our how to handicap the uh, conference tournaments. But you've got another angle here. The Georgia Tech coach is on the hot seat. Yeah. yeah. Word word out of there. I mean, I think it was four years ago that he took them to the Final Four, but then this team's not done anything since. No. And like you said, again, a losing record in conference play. If they don't make the big dance, he could be on his way out the door. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because exactly, they expect
1: a lot down there in Georgia Tech, especially when you look, you know. It's excusable to appoint their conference schedule, I mean, their conference record, because as a whole, they had one of the toughest schedules. They're 12th in the nation, is what I saw. But their non conference schedule was 261. And I think that's where those 17, 18 wins that you spoke about, 19 wins, come from. Right. You know, a a very soft
0: schedule. Well, the the NCAA tournament, they always talk about, they look at, what you do down the stretch of the season, and there's no question Georgia Tech is limping to the finish line, two and five down the stretch, horrible loss at the end of the season to Virginia Tech. Yeah, they, need, they needed to get a, a big home win at the end of the year, and they laid an egg in that game. Um, yeah, as a five-point favorite, right? There were games it's they should bad have won. situation. So I'm going to go ahead and throw it to you. I'll chime in at the end because this is your free pick. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to find a reason, to be honest with you, to back North Carolina
1: just for pride alone and how important this this game is to them. And on the flip side, I also stopped and thought, they don't really have that much pressure anymore because everybody knows the only way they're going to get in Mm. is if they run the table. So, I mean, on that, you know, everybody's already preparing for the NIT. So I think as far as pressure goes, they don't have that much on them. Um, But I think this line's still a little short. And I think it goes back to how this podcast began with you're paying a little bit for that North Carolina name and even though I think the books may end up needing North Carolina I really don't think there's any line value there at three and a half. Um, I I thought to tell you the truth, Georgia Tech should have came out higher. Um, so the, what I like with this game, let's get to the bottom line, is the total. I love the over in this game. Here's the reason. Not just because the both games went under, um, even though that does factor in, because now we're looking at a huge adjustment. I mean, the total now is 143.5, and, and the first game they played was 155. Mm. So this is a 12-point difference um, based on, on those results. But when you look at the breakdown... These teams use their bench a lot, top 50 in the nation, in bench minutes. So they're going to keep recycling bodies in. That means they're going to be able to run the court up and down. The other reason I like the over is because both these teams have a lot of height, but that crosses each other out. There's no advantage there. It's not like you're playing a shorter team, so now you could you know run a half-court offense, work it into the center, and run your offense through there. You're looking at two extremely big teams. Um, So I think that crosses that out. And because of that, we're going to see a lot more up and down the court running from both of these clubs. And I mean, when you look at them statistically, neither of them play very good defense. I mean, they might not be the most high-powered offenses either. But as far as the defensive side of the ball goes, they're terrible. North Carolina especially. And I like where they rank in offensive rebounds. They're both in the top 10 in the country, and that tells me transition baskets, you know, they're able to get the rebound offensively, score quickly and that's going to get you transition baskets the other way so i like this over marco i think there's a lot of value based on the 143 number
0: well i, I can't disagree with you i don't have any opinion on the total um i didn't have a, an official play on the game looking at the game we got to wrap up we're in the final minute here I was leaning towards trying to find a way to take North Carolina yeah. also, simply because they did lose both meetings right. during the regular season. And, you know, generally, you know, I'm a firm believer that the team that lost the games, they're the ones that are going to the chalkboard and making adjustments yeah, yeah. for the, the next other team game. figures, we just got to do what we did and, before. And win. So, doing that, also the fact North Carolina's coming off a huge embarrassing game. They were down 31-11 to yeah, yeah. to Duke and got blown out by 30 points. You know, they're going to want to make a statement uh 16 and 15 if they lose this game if i'm north carolina i gotta even question if i accept an nit bid yeah at yeah, five, yeah at 500 but you know name they're gonna want them we'll see what happens official free pick go from, over baby my true vegas line on this was 147 and a half so i see four points of value gotta cut you off we're, we're up against over take over from vegas runner <laughs> that's his official free pick We'll be back with Segment 2. We're going to take a look at UCLA-Arizona. This is Segment 2. We're going to do a big game preview. We're going to take a look at UCLA versus Arizona and Pac-10 Conference Tournament play. I'm Marco D'Angelo, joined with Vegas Runner as we break down this game. Before we get to this game, uh, I want to do a couple things here. We always give away RJ's money. Love giving away RJ's money. $10 coupon. It's conference tournament week, so we're going to go with the word conference and the number 10. Just spell out conference and the number 10. Free 10 bucks. Free 10 bucks. Go to pregamepros.com, pick out anything you want to buy from any of our pros, put it in a shopping cart, enter that coupon code, you're going to get $10 off. And if it's 10 bucks... It is free. On the house, baby. RJ don't like those ones. He don't, yeah, he wants at least a $12. Spend it on a $12 pick at give, least. Give him 2 bucks, Okay. But uh, it, it's a great offer. No strings attached. Um, this is segment two. We're going to take a look at a free pick. We already previewed the North Carolina-Georgia Tech game, which was VR's free pick. And we uh, forgot to mention uh, Vegas Runner with his free picks. 17-6. 17, and six. 17 and six. Good job on the uh, free picks, my friend. Uh, this is going to be my free pick, and I'm 18 and 10 with my free picks. And let's just get right to it. We're we got to start making these pay-per-view. Well, there you <laughs> go. Uh, I think the porn industry's got the pay-per-view, yeah, right. not for picks. Huh? <laughs> um, all right, we're gonna go. Arizona and UCLA. VR tell, hit me up with some numbers. Okay, this one opened the pick 'em,
1: 138.5, and it stayed there. Just like the Georgia Tech North Carolina game, no steam yet. But I think they sit back and wait a little because they know they could get down big amounts of money on conference tournament games. So there isn't a rush, unlike, you know, regular season where there's a lot of limits set on total, sets on sides. So, you know, as when it comes to these, you could sit back, you could wait, you could let the public move the line look, for you. There's a lot though, the outfits do differently during tournament time than they do in the regular well, season.
0: Let's not forget, these lines came out Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. You had Tuesday action, people are betting. You had Wednesday action, exactly. people are betting. And these are the Thursday games that, that were already set. They didn't have to wait for somebody to, to get to. So, you know, the public... John Q. Public is not going to bet a game on Thursday when there's action Tuesday and Wednesday before he gets to it. Basically because... If he's dealing with an offshore account, he's got X number of dollars in the account. Yeah, he's got to he put it in play, of course. He can't tie it up for three days down the road. The Sharps can move their money at any time. Generally, the Sharps, unless they've really, really got a strong position on a game and they think the number's going to go against them, they will move sit early. Back, yeah. But they're most likely going to sit back, wait for the public You're to right. move the You're number to where they want right. it. Especially
1: during tournament time, bowls, things like that, playoffs where public money so much Outweighs wise guy money that the books have to adjust for the public money. Yeah. Unlike the regular season, yeah, where that's going to actually guys. be a
0: topic for us when we in our this week in Vegas segment. So this we'll is your free put. pick. Give it Th- to me, baby. This is it. Well, again, just like the UCL or the North Carolina game that we did in Georgia Tech, neither one of these teams are, know. are going to the big dance unless they win this. Yeah. So one of them's not going. One of them's not going. And when you look at it, UCLA wow. again. If you say name the four most famous programs in college yeah. basketball, it's Kentucky, it's Duke, it's UCLA, North Carolina, and UCLA. And UCLA, and UCLA might before. even be the number one at the top right, with, with the, Wooden you know, and all those right.
1: championships,
0: you know, and their Final Four run the last yeah, few right. years, years. I mean, Ben Holland leaves Pittsburgh, yeah, comes to UCLA, takes them right to the Final Four, yeah. You know, how many years in a row? Hey, and yeah, we and were not, waiting for them to win, cut down the nets. And now, they're 13 and 17. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're in dire straits. And, and it's funny, you know, he had the good run. I mean, he had the Final Four. So you could say that, you know, he brought UCLA to a, a better level than he had at Pitt because he couldn't get past the Sweet 16 yeah, with Pitt. Pay. Where Jamie Dixon... Took the program over at Pitt, kept it rolling. They got, they finally got yeah, past the Sweet Sixteen, and Pitt is still where they're at. They haven't reached as high of a peak as, as UCLA, UCLA. Correct. did, but they're not at thirteen and seventeen. Yeah. you know, sitting this year. So the fall from grace for UCLA. The fact that this game's a pick 'em. Forget for a moment the name UCLA. If you covered up these two teams. And looked at what they're doing down the stretch. Look at their records and look at it and the say season the season series. And say yeah. pick the winner, you're gonna you're absolutely gonna grab you Arizona. Who's gonna win
1: you? UCLA lost the last three, Arizona won the last
0: three, Arizona swept the season series. So who am I gonna go with? You're gonna you love UCLA. <laughs> I'm gonna one. go with UCLA. And here's the thing: UCLA only scored 46 points in her last game. They looked absolutely pitiful to, to close out the season. And I think Ben Allen knew this team. It didn't matter if they they played their guts out, win two or three games at the end I mean, of it's the nothing. Season. It's all gonna come down. It's gonna the come down right tournament. here. Yeah. I think this is where it's the slate's clean. It does. They're not thirteen and seventeen anymore. They're zero and zero. Yeah, What a they shot. Win, they win four games in a row. They're they're playing. They the got a chip in a chair right now, yeah, like they say. You know, Ben Holland. One thing about a Ben Holland team, they know how to play defense. Always. Always. Oh yeah, play. yeah. And a good defensive team can slow down any team. And you catch a shooters team that's has a little bit of an off night and you accompany that with hard defense, that's an upset. And I'm gonna go for UCLA here to pull that upset. You've got a pick'em situation where you've lost both games. I think the betting's all gonna come Arizona. You know, and let's not forget it's not like UCLA's playing a, a no name. Arizona's been a perennial, you know, Big dance, you know, participant for years. Now the program's definitely taken a fall since Lute Olson's left, but. This is still a perennial. Yeah, playoffs. absolutely. So uh, with the name association, I don't have a problem there. I think UCLA goes in here on Thursday. I think they win. They advance to the next round. This team has had some good moments this year. They upset California as a fourteen-point underdog. California won the big, you know the Pac-10 title. So this team does know how to to pull off a big win. They're capable. They just like we said with North Carolina. They're young. They're, they're, they're immature. Oh, they're so inexperienced right now. I like UCLA, too, to tell you the truth. I like the fact that
1: Arizona's coming off that double overtime game that they won. You know, I believe it or not, I like the fact that they won because you get to celebrate, All you know, you're excited about that win. It was a huge win, and I like that fact more. I also like the fact that UCLA is going to slow down the game so much and use that huge height advantage. I think they're going to bore Arizona to death by walking it up the court and as long as they could keep Arizona from getting hot from behind the three-point line, UCLA is going to win this game. I've really I've been hot with conference tournaments now for a long time and this game jumped out at me as well and for some reason I saw parlay written all over it. UCLA and under, I I agree with you 100%. I see UCLA advancing. I see them beating this Arizona team. And, you know, like you said, they're a pretty good squad, man. They just are too young right now. But they have size. They have that athletic ability. They have the coach, you know, and I think they're the better team. Even though they lost to this team twice, I still think tomorrow night, Tomorrow afternoon,
0: whenever it is, UCLA gets done. 3 o'clock, you'll be able to watch it on FSN. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, UCLA. That's my free pick. Now, don't forget, you can go, when you're watching our videos at uh, pregame.tv, you you can make a prediction. You're watching the video, go to the comment section, put your predicted score, both my game and Vegas Runners play, and you predict the exact final score, we're going to give you 100 pregame dollars. Doesn't cost you anything. Throw your opinion out there. Great way to pick up a great gift from pregame. And also, be sure to check out, you can always go and watch all of our videos at pregame.tv, or you can download and listen. On iTunes, just go to iTunes, search for pregame.com. You can listen to us wherever you want, download it to your iPod, and you can be wherever and hear just run. C-L-A. And under. He's wound up today. I am, I am, I am. (laughs) All right, this has been uh, Big Game Preview Segment 2. We will have uh, special How to Handicap segments. Be sure to check those out. We're going to talk conference tournament handicapping. We'll be back. For the best deals from trusted sportsbooks, visit PregameAction.com. Welcome to Pregame.com's How to Handicap series. This is Conference Tournament Week Bubble Teams. We're going to talk about that. It's a big topic. I'm here, Marco D'Angelo, along with Vegas Runner, uh, coming to you live from Las Vegas in the Pregame.com studios. It's Conference Tournament Week. It's, you know... To me, the most exciting week of the season. By far. Uh, most people say that actual March Madness, the big dance, is more exciting. But I love conference tournament week. Until it's, the madness starts. Well, yeah, it, yeah, it's <laughs> That's how situation. I do it every well, year. If i you asked me the two, I like this week better me too me too. The situation being you 're talking you 're handicapping teams that have played one another you know generally for most conferences twice already I think it 's
1: easier as a handicapper for to us, isolate value
0: you 've got situational handicapping that you don 't have during the regular season, and that being that these teams have to play you know back to back to back if if they keep winning. They're going to play four games in four days. Yeah, and there's no history
1: on how they how they perform or, or how even you know a lot of times the coaches. What their ability to adjust that quickly, right? And game it's not—it's not, that it's not something
0: that they do, and that's you know one thing that you know veteran coaches have, have been here before know how to you know manage a team. You know, it's not only do you win and move on, but you, gotta, you, gotta the, the yeah, yeah, so you got to you got to manage the yeah yeah. It's not just the game plan, but the to of the players Absolutely. for the next game. Um, but what we're going to talk about and focus here is bubble teams. You hear in the final two weeks of the season, all of the guys that you know all, all day of, on ESPN the we're Who's yes. on the bubble? Yeah. yeah, you know that bubble. You know, so I like to take them and you know hit them with the bubble. Even and the kids. players are are, are using the term. We're on the bubble, you well, know? because they read, yeah. they listen, they know. I mean, you can't pick up a newspaper or turn on ESPN yeah, yeah. and not see some so-called expert list the teams who's on, on the, on the bubble. bubble. Yeah, this one's in, this one's out, this one needs to win this, this one needs to win that. What does that do as far as handicapping? To me. A bubble team is the same as whenever you're talking like in football. A must win. Like, must win. An absolute situation. You win and, and what, you're in. Yeah. Most people love to bet that because they figure, well, this team's got got to win. We're going to get a maximum effort, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, you are but you're also going to pay maximum price and that's the great equalizer the point spread that's exactly what pe- that's what people forget and sometimes these teams that are right on the cusp of the bubble and all they've got is like all we got to do is win that first round game and we're in you know they say we just need one yeah, more win yeah, and we're in and we're good those teams sometimes play too cautious you hear the phrase yep. playing not to lose. Yeah. Instead, instead of, playing of playing the way. Sure. Win. Sure. And when you're that combination is deadly. When you've got a favorite with an inflated line because of public perception of must-win, and then they're playing... Especially a conference when you're playing a dog, and more times than
1: not, if you are playing a dog, that dog's only way to get uh, uh, an invitation
0: is by beating you and advancing to a championship game. Absolutely. So, you know, definitely when you're handicapping, which should be your handicapping style all the time, but more so in these situations... When you sit down to break down a game, you should start on the side of the dog. And until you find something really solid to move you to the other side of the right, ledger, right. your handicapping should all be focused for reasons to take the dog. Because, you know, this is a little adage, and, it, and it, it sounds corny, but it's true. When you bet an underdog, three things can happen. Two of them are good they either win the game outright, cover, you win they lose the game but lose close and you cover the spread or they get blown out that's three things two of three are good when you bet a favorite same three things can happen only one cashes only one cashes yeah. you 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 got to you know you got to blow the team out yeah cover that so, number. you know that's the first thing but now let's let's talk bubble teams um We've already had a bubble team. Well, not a bubble team because they they had to win in their conference to get there. But you've got teams that have got marquee names, and they need to. You know, they're in the big dance every year. But all of a sudden this year, they're on the outside looking in. Right, right. And the only way that they're going to get in is basically to win their you know conference tournament or at, well, least at least get to the, the championship, championship game and then get a little help by screwing over another team right. that deserves it you know you know because is you know you mentioned in one of our segments earlier this is still a committee it's not, yeah, it's, an not exact sign. it's not the BCS where the computer
1: sentence. tells you and they don't have a choice you right. know this is there's a, a group of men in a room and they decide you know the fate and of
0: all these history clients. unfortunately sometimes is going to you know weigh into the back of it but I just throw off six big names that really are probably not going to make the big dance this year, and one of them's already gone, but entered in UConn. Yeah, Final Four last yeah. year. UConn every year is you know is uh, yeah. How a March Madness Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, yeah, you always see Calhoun. 18. Yeah, yeah, they're gone. North Carolina, defending national champion. They're not even going to make the tournament unless they win the ACC. Yeah, I think they I do. I, I
1: believe they have to win it. I mean, if they get to the championship game, there's a chance. You know, if, if there's not... If there's no surprises in the other Elsewhere, games, yeah. Right. If the teams that
0: win the smaller conferences do win it, you but, know. Uh, UCLA... Another team. Here's a team that made the Final Four how many years in Just lately. We're not talking right. about they have the name because of John Wooden. Right. They right. have the name. Since Ben Hobbs exactly. came back and brought the, the program exactly. back to prominence. Exactly. they've been in the Final Four. They're not going to make the tournament. Indiana, this one's on the way down because Indiana hasn't been the same. Right, 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 right. Uh, Michigan, same way. There's a team that's not the same. You know, Fisher left and, you know, the Fab, you know. But but, but you still expect them to make the the tournament, you know. And then another team, and it's ironic, they play UCLA, but Arizona's. Every year, they're you know you always saw Lute Olson on the sideline right, in right, Arizona. Right. They usually got upset in the, the first or second round. Well, well, like that's what, exactly,
1: but that's what I'm saying. In the Pac-10 this year, who's going to make it? Cal and Washington. That's it. I think Arizona State's going to make some noise. I, I'm it, if, that. Yeah, that, that, exactly, but I think teams like that have to make some noise in the conference tournament to get there. The only automatics, I think right now have
0: to be you know, a team like Cal Washington. I, I agree with you 100 um, percent. When you're handicapping con, we've got like two minutes left here. Handicapping conference tournaments. the beauty is that, you know keep going day and night. I don't know about you, but I always see it. You know, you think it about it, and automatically you think, well, if it runs true to form, you're going to see number one seed versus Play number, number two. two. Seed. Yeah, yeah, in, in, like like Gonzaga yeah. played St. Mary's. Yeah. You know that it don't happen in the it, BCS conferences. It, it, it doesn't. It. It, more often than not you know you might get one of the one and twos but there's always somebody that made a run in yeah. the tor- that got I... hot for two or three games there might have been a team so many and this is this is a good scenario to look for look at a team that started the season out slow and then look at their roster if that roster in you know a couple of years ago with Memphis you had the situation it was all young players you know underclass. right right they start the season the rookies Plain and simple. But they play a thirty game season. By season's end, that team's not so much of a rookie team anymore, and they actually start to gel. But because of their record early on, they're not a shoe in. You know, they get stronger later. The value's coming later. They're the now team. Yeah. And they get hot in the tournament, make that run, get to the championship game. You always have a game that con- somebody that comes out of totally out of left field and just gets hot for three games and earns themselves. I, himself I, I in the agree. And we have five BCS conferences,
1: right? Six of them, excuse me. I, I'd say I'd be surprised if in one of them. Oh, I'd make the over under one that we have number one play number two in the championship game.
0: Wrapping up this first segment, what we're telling you out of here is be careful of the marquee teams. They, you know, they're gonna be overpriced. The value's not gonna be there with them. Look at dogs, you know, look for spots to go against these bubble teams because. The public knows they have to win. Vegas knows they have to win. And you're, Vegas you're knows an adjusted price, uh, Vegas inflated knows which side you're gonna bet and they're gonna make you pay a price for it. It's the old adage just like with stocks. You wanna sell high, you wanna sell high, buy low. Exactly. And do the same in buying your teams here for basketball. Great segment, bubble teams how to handicap. We're gonna have another segment, we're gonna talk another topic on conference tournament handicapping. He's Vegas Runner. I'm Marco D'Angelo. We'll be right back. For free, real-time odds, lines, and scores, visit PregameLines.com. Welcome to a pregame podcast. This is our continuing series of How to Handicap podcast. We're looking at part two, conference tournaments, this segment, How to Handicap Momentum. Momentum is big in any sport. I'm Marco D'Angelo, joined with Vegas Runner. We're uh, talking to you live from Las Vegas about conference tournament handicapping. Vegas Runner, this is an exciting week, conference tournaments. The biggest factor with conference tournaments, unlike the big dance, is they play night after night after yep. night till they get to the championship game. You don't have teams play all year long back-to-back games. Generally, most college basketball teams play two games a week, sometimes three, but it's, you've got rest in between. What do you look at when you're looking at these conference tournaments, and then I'll tell you some of the things I look at. But this is something I really like in conference tournaments. Well, the main thing that I always say is, uh, and you're absolutely right,
1: momentum's huge, and you're going to break that down. But uh, another thing that I weigh very heavily when it comes to conference tournaments is a team's road record compared to how they played overall. And I mean, it's just so important to be able to, to play on the road. And I like to look at how they did as a favorite and as a dog. Um, the, the other thing that I like to look at besides, you know, their road record is their conference, how they did in conference. Because, I mean, when you get down to it, that's the stats that really matter during conference tournament. So I think you really need to start there. And unlike March Madness, where you are going to look at early in the season because it teaches you a lot. Because they did play in those Maui Invitationals, and even though it was early, you do get an idea at least on how did the coach game plan? Was he able to do something? You know, eight hours later, twelve hours later. So I mean, the the key is that these are two different animals: March Madness and the conference tournaments. And I think the biggest factor as far as momentum goes is exactly what you said. They don't get that day in between break. You're playing the next day, and a lot of bettors see that as a negative. I think it's a positive, to be honest with you. Maybe defensively it's a little tougher to play because defense takes more effort, but I think when you're in a rhythm, you're in a rhythm, and I think it's harder for those one and two seeds that are just sitting back. And waiting, especially in these BCS conferences that they already know they're in. The number one and number two team, number one, number two seed, excuse me, of all these BCS conferences, they got an automatic bid. Let's tell it like it is. Right. So unlike March Madness, where they know if they lose their season's over, here it's not necessarily over. So, I mean, there's only so much effort and so much desire and drive. Can you tell me who won the ACC championship last year? The Big 12? The Big East? The It doesn't matter? No, but you could tell me who cut down the net for the last five years. And, and I think the players feel the same way. So, when it comes to, to momentum, I'm a true believer that I like the team that, that's been playing some games as opposed to the team that's sitting back waiting.
0: Well, this is what I think, and this is the great part. You, you hit the nail on the head. With the bigger conferences... When I say bigger, that has a lot of teams in it, the way they stack the conference tournament is there's always going to be like four teams that have first round box. Right. And, you know, teams will play that first day and then play the next day, but they're playing a team that was rested. And the public, it's human nature. Vegas knows it. The rested team versus the unrested team, you're going to pay a premium for sure. the rested team. Generally, that premium is going to be one and a half to two points more in line. You're, you're going to have to pay that tariff to have that rested team. Which I don't think is justified, to well, be honest I don't think you. it's justified, but what I think is better is regardless that that team's a better team, there's two things going for you with the team that played the day before. They already played. Even though... Now, maybe not so much when you get into the big, big marquee conferences like the ACC or, you know, the Big East and that, you know, the butterfly factor might not be there as much, but still, these are are kids. They're playing on a stage. That's bigger than the regular. Season. Oh yeah,
1: they say it all the time that guys that go in the Madison Square Garden for the first or second time and they know you know you're on hollow ground. I mean it's they're nervous. Let's you know they're human. So
0: playing that first game the day before, yeah, yeah gets that out you've of your system. You got right. the butterflies out of your system. Now let's just play ball. Now you got a game, and where I really like it when you got a team that played a tight game that first game because now the public even looks more yeah, down, yeah. You know, down their nose at them because they say, well, here's an inferior team that played the day before because they had to play the day before. That means, obviously, they're inferior. They were lucky to win. They were in a struggle. Screw that. They weren't lucky to win. They were in a dogfight, which now gives them ex- two types of experience. They got the butterflies out because they've already played on that big stage. And able to win a close game, sure. Now if you're suddenly in a close game where that final two minutes, every bucket counts like a bet, you've already experienced that pressure. Regardless whether that team was... You know the one or two seed, or it was the eighth or ninth seed. Right, it, right. You still experienced it while the other team was sitting there watching and relaxing and not experiencing and knowing what they had to go through. I like taking that team. That's where I handicap the momentum factor the most. I think that's a great scenario. Then if you throw in other factors of previous meetings, if you got a team that played the day before playing a team that was rested. And they beat that team twice during the regular yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. Now they're thinking, all i got to do is show up. Yeah, you just watched two game films of you kicking someone's ass. Right. You know? And when you're sitting there watching that you just kick somebody's butt, and you're the coaching staff, and you're the players, and you're there with the chalkboard, what are you changing? Yeah, yeah. What are you changing? You're not changing anything because everything worked. Because, I mean, coaches always say the right thing. We could improve
1: here. We could improve there. I didn't like this. I didn't like that. But deep down, you're a human being. Dude.
0: What you did Which You win by 18 points. What you did worked. Exactly. <laughs> you now, you're the other team. The minute that game ends the day before and you move on and now you know you're playing so-and-so, that coaching staff ain't going to bed. The players are going to bed. The coaching staff's not. They're working their game plan. They're looking at what they did in the first meetings, the first two meetings, and whatever they did that didn't work, they're changing it. And and the team, because they're going to watch some film,
1: whether it's the morning of or the night of, you know, a couple hours they're going to watch themselves getting annihilated. Right. If that doesn't build a little momentum, get a little
0: fire onto you, nothing does. I think that's one of the things in conference tournament play that is just a huge factor because, again, we talk about it over and over again. When you get to the conference tournaments and you get to March Madness, all of a sudden you've got your regular diehard bettors that have been betting all year. Right, right. But now... Vegas has all those casual That's bettors. That's so weird. I, you just took the. I swear, I was just thinking that. That even
1: though, you know, today's betters, and I say this all the time, today's guys that bet every day, that maybe aren't, they're not professional bettors, they don't survive off their wagering, but they do wager seriously, whether it's a lot of money or not. They bet every day, and a lot of them do, you know, do okay. But they're a lot more sophisticated and they do understand a lot of the concepts we talk about. Uh, maybe we, they don't, not as deep, but they do understand what, uh, a lot of the things we cover. But now you're getting the recreational guy who doesn't, you know, I mean, he's not looking at concepts. His reasoning isn't at that level. His reasoning's at the level of, these guys have been off all week. They're number one. They already beat them by 20. And you they can't make themselves back the dog if they wanted to. Right. You know, they'll find reasons to convince themselves the favor's just gonna do it to them again. And those are the betters whose money
0: just outweighs all the wise Absolutely. guy money. When, you, when, when you're standing in a casino, I mean, it it's a sports book, and you're watching, and we gotta wrap this up, I got like 30 seconds. You look, there's gonna be tons of of guys betting $50 on a game but you're going to see one or two betting 500 Yeah. those $50 bettors are going to so far outweigh oh, the money yeah, yeah, that yeah. You, know, you can have all of that but It's that guy that's betting the the solid money that's the sharp and is taking advantage of of the value. And And go to the book. You'll see them all. They don't know how to bet. They don't know what the points mean, what a betting number is. They walk up and say, I want Texas, you know. You know, it's great. It's all about value. Hey, this was segment two of the How to Handicap conference tournaments. Be sure to check out all of our podcasts at pregame.tv. And, of course, you can always download and listen at iTunes. Just search for Pregame.com and you'll find all of our podcasts. Download them to your iPod. Listen to Vegas Runner, Marco D'Angelo. Hey, if you can't sleep one night, we're a great way to put you to sleep too. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Welcome to Pregame.com's podcast. This is our continuing series of How to Handicap. And in this week, we've been looking at conference tournaments. We've told you about bubble teams, how to handicap. We've told you about momentum, how to handicap. Well, now we're... Where are we at?
1: Last day, baby.
0: Championship Sunday, games, Saturday, night, The Sunday. championship games. How to handicap those. That's for all the marbles. It's a totally different handicap. And Vegas runner, you know, I love conference tournaments. I love these situations. We get to the championship games. And to me... There's two ways that you got to look at the games when they got here. Is you, you track both teams on their journey to the championship game. One team might have been playing their fourth game in four days. If you got a team that got hot, sure. they had to play in the opening round, and they made it all the way to the championship, it's a situation where they could be out of gas. Now, you've got to look at the situation and say, do they need to win it to get in? Or getting to the championship game, did that do it for them? Yeah, is and, that and enough to...
1: Exactly, be- and I think that'll influence the number, too, and whether it'll come out inflated. But I, I will add this. The championship game is the one game during the conference tournaments that I don't necessarily... Stay away from the favorites completely like I am willing to back a favorite and I don't just start at the dog because sometimes them favorites What happens is we're here. Let's cut down the nets, right? And you end up getting their a-game You know what I mean, but I'll usually do that if I believe that the line isn't inflated based on the fact the team they're playing's built up so much momentum and has built up such a good public following. You know some of them teams become the Cinderella darling. Oh, Absolutely. Exactly. And in that case, I like to come in honestly on the favorite because they're here now. And when
0: a good team's here, a lot of times they say, Let's just get it done. Well, I'll take it a step further where I really like a situation with the favorites in the championship game. If you look at Game two and three. Generally, the the better team had a buy in the first one. If they come out in that second game and they were playing a team that played the day before, and they have that you know lethargic type right, game, right, So now you got one game where they skated by. Then the next game, they're playing a team that you know again. The further along you advance, in theory, you're playing better teams because sure, they keep sure. winning. So now. Game three, which might be their second game, they're playing a better team. It's a tight, it's a dogfight. They go back and forth. They get the win. But again, not impressive, not overwhelming. Now you get to the championship game, what you're talking about. I've got now a favorite that's maybe had two mediocre games, didn't cover, playing that darling dog that obviously... If you, if you want all the way Cash to here. it's tickets with him, you ain't going to jump off him now. The dog looks live. That's where I really agree with you, and I will look at the fade Right, right. Because you're going to get a shorter number, and if you're playing a team that's playing that fourth game in four days as opposed to the team playing three, at some point, adrenaline is only so much. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's late in the second half
1: when they're down... You know, it's so hard to kick it in the gear again. And that's
0: where you usually have a more lopsided final score. Absolutely. I I couldn't agree with you more. And is the point that I brought out at the beginning some of these teams that, you know, are those so called Cinderellas, that because of a couple upsets to get to the championship game, it padded their resume enough. Where they know they're in, too. They know they're in, too. And it's almost when they get to that championship game, even though they want to win that championship game and cut the nets down, it, it's almost like... You exhale. A,
1: sure, sure, and, sure.
0: You know, and then you go... The weight's off your back now. Cream rises to the top. Exactly. You've got the better team. At a shorter number. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying look at the favorite it first, is- but
1: what I'm saying is, unlike early on, where you definitely want to start with the dog, you know, you shouldn't be afraid to back a favorite come championships, you know, Sunday, for Absol- sure.
0: Absolutely. Diff- totally different situation, and... You know, we've taken it from pillar to post. I mean, we we talked about, you know, the teams at the beginning, you know, recapping, you know, real quickly the three segments. In the first segment, we talked about bubble teams. Be careful of them, the added weight that Vegas is going to give you on the lines. In segment two, we momentum. talked about momentum. She don't be, most don't be afraid. Factor don't be afraid of taking these teams that played day one and playing a team that didn't play a lot of advantages to it you know I'm not saying everyone's gonna win right but there are advantages there. You're going to get the best of it on every aspect. Public perception is going to be on the other side. You the get, get and you're getting the dog more times than not. Right, you're getting a dog that's never out of the game. And one other factor that we didn't mention with some of these early games, when you do have a big team that gets a big lead, because they know they got to play exactly. A game. Exactly. A lot of times now you shuttle play, in the bench. Too, right, you know? and, and, and it's the it's conference tournament. You do try to get. Every kid, every yeah, player yeah, yeah. in there, you know, his like middle league, the kid
1: you got to put two innings in the, right field, no matter the how ma- he is. the
0: family makes the trip to you know to the tournament. And that you 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 know they're on TV. Yeah, yeah. You do try, especially to, if
1: they're seniors riding the pine. You know, right, this is the last exactly. chance they're going to get there. And You're the thing
0: right. is, you know, there's no style points here. That's what I love about basketball. There's no you know in football, you always got to worry about and they're going to run it up. Yeah, yeah, they never take their foot off the gas because of the the way the polling system wins. Here, it's decided on the court. All you got to do is win by one, and you move on. So, no style points. You're up 10, you're laying 7, you don't care they're laying 7. No, no, They don't care that they need to win by one or two to impress the polls. All they got to do is win. Final 30 seconds, minute of a game, you empty the bench, somebody fires up a couple threes, and all of a sudden the back door swung open. And, you know, there sneaks in, you know, a dog, so... Early round, don't be afraid of that dog you know, playing with momentum. But when you get to that final game, don't be afraid to look at the favorite. They are the better team. Have a reason, especially if the team had a couple close games leading into that championship right, right. game. You know, it, and it's if always they have a, a reason.
1: Like, you know, maybe last year they got to that championship game and lost, or maybe they're a senior stacked team that hasn't won a championship and you know you want that in your four years you want that ring you know if you know you're not going pro you want that that championship ring that you could say i played on the you know the 2010
0: team that won the championship look back at last year's conference tournament too if the two teams played last year in, you know, any of the rounds, and one ended the other one's season. Sure, sure. That's a huge motivator, and, you know, that's another angle to add into your your arsenal. So, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed these How to Handicap podcasts. Um, You know, Vegas Runner and myself, you know, yeah, we sell picks, you know, Vegas runners have an, an incredible year, um, you know, with his plays. We both always do well in conference tournaments yeah. and March Madness, you know. And we are here to sell picks, but we want to help you guys win, you know, on your own too. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of guys that aren't in a position. or or just or don't pay for information
1: and that's fine i mean i do i'm not gonna lie it costs me for the information i gather in one way or another believe me i'm paying for it but there's some people you know that are willing to do all the legwork themselves that's fine i have no problems pointing them in the right direction you know that's what we're
0: here for we've made you know we've made a living handicapping and betting sports and you know we like teaching and sharing our knowledge so i hope you guys enjoyed this hope we help you out hope you have some good winners Enjoy conference tournament basketball. To me, there isn't a more exciting week in all of sports than conference tournament week. I know March Madness Madness is next week, but enjoy the conference tournament. Why they're here, baby. Great wagering opportunities. He's Vegas Runner. I'm Marco D'Angelo. You can check out all of our videos at pregame.tv if you want to download and listen go to iTunes, search for pregame.com, you'll find all of our podcasts, download them to your iPod listen to us at your convenience as always, thanks for listening to us good luck in the conference tournaments this has been a pregame.com podcast.
1: See you at the dance brother.
0: We'll see you next week. Next week
1: it's at the dance.